Hello, hello, hello. This is Kelly. I'm Danielle. I'm Keely. And welcome to Aguda Murder Podcast, where you'll hear about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is Aguda Murder Podcast, and we're coming in hot with you. I'm Kelly. I'm Keely. And I am Danielle. Oh, look at that. When oh. Gouda girls are together, alas, alas. It feels like it's been forever. It's been recording a real time. I think been over a month. It's been yes. over a month yep. yes. since all three of all us three have been together. I went out of town. Keely went out of town. Mm-hmm. I went out of town. <laughs> I stayed in town. I stayed in town. Oh, they were forced to record without me one time. I know. We had some it's cheese sad. bites and some cheese bites. It was bites. cool though. We had Grammy. We had a Grammy. Yeah, we had we had a guest star Grammy. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. so cute. Excelente, excelente. So I'm we're so yeah. yeah. I didn't know that wino was an offensive word. Is it? <laughs> No, oh, I mean, yeah. I guess it can be in like depending on the context you yeah. use. Like yeah. you could definitely use it as like a almost a slur. Like you, yeah, what? I know. No, I didn't mean it. It's, that. it's, it's yeah, all the the annotation is it's like, what a, you say. It's like an alcoholic. The tone, the tone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You alcoholic. Yeah, like, especially oh, you yeah. alcoholic. It's all about. I had this conversation with my husband. It's like you can say the What's exact same. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm drinking some sweet bitch. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Me and okay, my husband uh, had a sorry. conversation about, like, it's all about tone. Like, you could say yes. the exact same sentence. Mm-hmm. Keely, I know you don't want to do this. Yes, this one. You don't want it. And you can say the exact same sentence, just mm-hmm. the tone and manner. It, t- it changes the entire thing. But this is the same words. It means the same thing. It, no. I mean, mm-hmm. no, it does not. I have this conversation with Drew a lot too because Drew is a hard ass, and I'm just like, it's you. If your tone was different, you, if you didn't sound like such an asshole, it'd be fine. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So a tone has a lot to do right. with right delivery, delivering the tone, can, the mm-hmm. mood of the conversation. Absolutely. So anyway, the mood <laughs> of our conversation is going to be spooky, spooky, murderous, cr- true crime as it always is. Super always. excited. Always, always, yes. always on the verge. Um, and we are circling back to our very own sweet land of Lincoln. I know we have some Ayo. ice in our, in our glasses here. They'll be hearing some clink of these. You hear that? Oh my God. Warning. Trigger warning. Your eardrums just blue. Yeah. If we sound better, it's because we are better. No, we, um, we are. We upgraded. Oh we upgraded. And so we're no longer recording on Keely's phone, uh, which was doing a great job, by the way. Yeah. No, no, no hard feelings. Keely's phone. Oh, hi, Amy. You feel the um, clink, clink of Annie's? Clink, 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 Annie's clink. Claws. We're all super crisp because we have a new mic. We're like semi-professional. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like everybody's podcast when they first start out, like it sounds like you're drowning or like right. you've mm-hmm. got some issues with audio sometimes. You know, we figured mm-hmm. it out. We figured, we figured it out. It out. Yeah, we always have a thanks to uh, thanks to Austin. Yeah, right? thanks. thanks, Austin, baby. I mean, he's not listening anyway, so yeah, well, yeah. a fake okay, family. Thanks to him. You're, you know, Austin yeah. by proxy. <laughs> thanks, appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so we got some new device. We are in same but old location, Grammy's house. Grammy's mm-hmm. house. We're in the dining room, so it's a little echoey. We're gonna be kind of mindful about that, our our volume of our voice, oh, and you geez. know the crystal clearness of the mic, and just have fun tonight. As we always <laughs> you do. Kelly, I've missed gonna, you lately so much. We're gonna have so much, so much fun. Uh, so, like I said, we are going into the land of Lincoln, mm-hmm. where uh, we're all we're. Where we all reside, actually. We all live in Illinois. So yeah, we're doing for now. Yeah. Oh, for, for now. now. Sorry. Sorry. 
Illinois. 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 And uh, we're going to be snacking on some some cheese, some mystery cheese here. Ooh. But we'll get more into that yes. in the next slip. And um, and I'm just going to let uh, Daniel take it away. And we're live. Sorry. And um, back. It's great to be back. Back when guys. I came to you, I miss you guys. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I love every picture I get that pop up in my memories. I'm always like, this is exactly what she said before we took this photo. And we're live. I just love you. <laughs> Um, today's case is gonna be quite a doozy. I already told my Gouda gals that, but um, it's just doozy. it's full of a lot of gruesome details. We're gonna be discussing the Dardine family massacre. Dardine. It still remains unsolved to this day, so that's why oh. I felt like we had to talk about it. You know, I don't think a lot of people have heard about it. So oh, I definitely have. Darlene makes me think of Darlene. Darlene, Jolene. Jolene. You're like all over the place. Jolene. I know. Just, that's how my brain works. I try to hone it in as best yeah. I can. Ward Kelly is very focused. Outside yeah. Kelly's like, oh, well, there goes the shoelaces. I love it. I don't know I what that means. It. I don't know what that means either, <laughs> but I love that for I'll you. Lean into that. Is that a saying? I don't know. Oh, it is now. I said it. <laughs> there goes the shoelaces. Listeners, catchphrase it. Hashtag TW. Yeah. Trademark. Trademark. Not TWTM. Yeah. Sorry, because I was just about trigger to warning. say I was just about to say <laughs> that I will so give I will give trigger warnings throughout the episode, but okay. I will let you guys know now if you don't want to listen, you two are stuck with me. But it there are this involves the death of children, mm. very young children. Mm. But again, it's unsolved, and I feel like we need to talk about it in case anybody has any information. Yeah, so, yep. exactly. It's cold case. beans. Cold it, case. Correct. Cold cases correct. can be solved. They're mm-hmm. just delayed. Yes. Yes. So, um, this story takes place in the fall of 1987 in a small town called Ina, Illinois. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Never. You have heard of it. Have you been there? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the population around this time was about 500 people, so very, very small. It was a rural, 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 rural that word, a rural community. Rural. They basically had a general store, a bank, a post office, fire station. Okay, something like, like my hometown. Nice. Yeah, very, very tiny, um, very tight knit. Everybody knows everybody kind of thing. Russell Keith Dardine <gasps> and his wife Ruby Elaine. They both went by their middle names, so we're going to be talking about Keith and uh, Elaine. Keith and Elaine Elaine Dardine. Okay. Okay. They moved from Mount, uh, I believe it's, okay, it's Carmel. 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 Mark Carmel Carmel to Ina with their two-year-old son, Peter. He was two at the time when they made their move. Keith was training to be a plant operator. It, uh, basically the local water treatment plant. Mm -hmm. You know, he was training to be the operator. He had really, a really good job. And Elaine got a job at the Staples in nearby Mount Vernon. So they both were working. They had bought this mobile home. And um, the mobile home was right off of Highway 37, right off the railroad tracks. The landlords were their neighbors. But the area was described as kind of a transient area, basically, mm. because of the trains, because of yeah, the, and, yeah, you know, you, we've talked about it on, on previous episodes yeah. where mm-hmm. a lot of things can happen around railroad tracks. The couple were very active in their uh, local Baptist church. They sang in the choir, played piano. I'm sure that they taught Sunday school here and there, whatever. And they were very family oriented. Like I said, Peter was two when they moved and they were already saving for his college fund. Oh, yes. Wow. 
uh, Keith would go to Costco and buy like cases of pop and resell them at his work for like 50 cents. And even though they struggled with money, he would put all of that money into like any extra money they had into his college fund. So, yeah. However, the, it didn't last very long then Mm -hmm. the, the blissfulness of Ina, Illinois, he, Keith became really concerned about the crime in the area. Okay. Uh, when Elaine found out that she was pregnant with her second child, congrats. Congrats, you know, mom. He told his mom back in Mount Carmel that he wanted to move the family back to Mount Carmel. He okay. said that uh, the move was was a mistake. He regretted doing it, and he didn't feel like his family was safe. Despite the great job that he had, despite you know him getting training to be a plant operator at mm-hmm. the water treatment plant, it was really confusing. So let's talk about Ina. Ina, Illinois, it's the southernmost village in Jefferson County. Okay. There was a significant increase in rapes and murders in Jefferson County within the last two years. There was actually 15 murders that occurred in the last two years. Gross. Um, I believe the population for the whole county was like 30,000. Like it was not a lot. And there I was, was like 30. I'm like, just, oh my God. Just, it. just 30. <laughs> 15 murders. And there was one in each city. I was like, man, that's not even that bad. That's crazy. So in Ina in 1924, Elsie and Jack Sweeten, they had been married for 16 years. They had three boys. And Reverend Reverend Lawrence Height and his wife Anna were married for 26 years, and they had two daughters and one son. Jack Sweeten became ill in July July 1924 from tomaine poisoning. What is that? Food poisoning, essentially. I know. I looked at it. I was like, ooh, what is this? No, it's food poisoning. He died. He ended up dying from this. Oh, okay, sorry. But I mean, it was 1924. I mean, okay. Well, yeah, like, you know. All right, who knows? Medicine. All right. Tums. When did Tums happen? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Ooh, we should look that up. Tums. Get on it while I do this, because I'm going to. A couple months later in September, Anna Height, so Reverend Lawrence's wife, she was diagnosed with food poisoning as well, and she died. Suspicious. The widower Lawrence, he became close with, uh, with Anna. Or, no, it was Elsie. I'm sorry. He became close with Elsie, and soon there was an investigation that revealed that the spouses had died from arsenic poisoning and not food poisoning. It must have looked like food poisoning. I don't, yeah, right. I don't know. Right. I mean, it's the 20s. I, exactly. He's in bed. I'm surprised they even no, caught it. arsenic. I'm surprised arsenic. they caught it. They probably only caught it because they were together anyway right, go right, ahead. right right bismol was uh, invented in 1901 mm-hmm. as a treatment for infant uh cholera 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 i'm sorry whatever That's okay. um but it didn't it didn't become an actual uh thing upset stomach diarrhea yeah, the, the whole thing until 1982 okay so all right now, all i like right. how we're saying like pepto-bismol will cure your food poisoning but it'll make you feel a lot Better. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Exactly. I mean, that sounds, covers, that sounds like food poisoning. Can you do the dance to that? Minus the death. I All can't, right. but I can do the Macarena. Oh, um, I saw that. Thank you. So, where was I? I'm sorry, where do you really mean? So, both the, they find out that both spouses had died from arsenic poisoning. Elsie and Lawrence admitted that they did kill their spouses. Oh, wow. They were charged and found guilty. But Elsie was later acquitted. I don't know why. Also, in the small town of Ina, Illinois, in 1985, Tom O'Dell brutally murdered his family with a knife while he was tripping balls on LSD. Tripping balls. That was the quote. Took a whole whole (laughs) lot of LSD and um, stuff happened. He stabbed his father to death, then his mother when she arrived home. 
and then he waited for all three of his siblings to come home. He stabbed two of them and strangled the other one. Would you rather be stabbed or shot? Shot or strangled? Stabbed or shot? Shot. As long as it's like a kill shot. I don't want to like be like, yeah, hold on. Am I going to survive this? Because if I'm surviving, stab me. Ooh. Yeah, see, it's know. interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think know. I'd rather be shot only because I don't think I'd be able to handle something literally coming out. Yeah, of me. yeah. Because you know, you're not, you're not supposed to re- remove the knife. You're supposed to keep it in. You know how hard. You know that's how people freak out. Oh my god! Is. And how painful it, just, it is with every move. You know, getting my head. Just thinking about. It, just like thinking about that. Oh, oh, oh. Kelly, please don't pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll just eat some cheese. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, basically, Ina, Illinois, and Jefferson County, they got a history of brutality. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff going on here. Much. Um, so, we don't know if this crime free spree caused this paranorma that Keith had or, like, why he was so scared and, you know, mm-hmm. why he didn't think his family was safe. Mm-hmm. But they actually did put their mobile home up for sale, and they would not allow strangers into their home. He would even, um, he turned away a little girl that like knocked on the door and asked to use their phone. He was like, no, Absolutely. you're not coming no. in my home. Oh no, you ain't gonna murder me. Yeah. So fall of 1987, Elaine was seven and a half months pregnant. Peter was now three years old. So they've been in Ina for probably about a year or so. I don't know, he was two when they moved there. So it doesn't get exact dates. It happened okay. a while ago. Yeah, yeah. This- they well, did the not they did not know the baby's gender, but they did pick out names. If it was a girl, they were gonna name her Casey. If it was a boy, they were gonna name him Ian. Mm-hmm. So I love both of those names, by the way. And my brother's name is Ian. So Keith was scheduled for an overnight shift on November 27th, 1987. Or sorry, November 17th, 1987. But he never showed up to work, which was very unlike him. Mm-hmm. His employer he called, they called the house, no answer, nobody called him back. So they eventually like contacted Keith's parents. They were like listed as a contact or something. I'm not positive on that one, but they were contacted and they had not heard from them either, which again, this is extremely weird. If, um, if he's sick, if he, if there's something going on with Elaine, he's going to call his parents like, or he's going to call into work. He's not just going to call, no call, no show. Mm -hmm. Extremely out of character. So Don Dardine, he's Keith's dad. He calls the sheriff's office um, to assist him with a welfare check. He had a spare key, but he was like, look, I don't know what I'm going to find. It's right. really weird. You know, it's very out of character. And I don't, I, I just need help. I want yeah, you to come I with me. Yeah, which I, I 100% agree with. I would do the same thing. I'd be like, mm, yeah. I'm good. You never know. You never know. But like, I don't think I would have that. Like, I don't know if I would. Like, I maybe pure panic and just like trying right. to like rush there. Right. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Like I, I would like if I was rushed along, which is a welfare check. I wouldn't think I would. I don't think I would think the worst. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's and that's what's scary because you never know. Exactly what know. you're saying. You never know. I would you be like, know. oh, he's probably overslept. Or, but he know, was so talking he, about the crime spree and how he said his family didn't feel safe. He was mm-hmm. trying to move back to Mount Carmel. Right. 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 So I, maybe that's why he like rushed to be like, okay, I'm calling the cops on this one because this mm-hmm. isn't right. Something it's not. I mean, and he was his dad, so maybe he had that gut feeling. Right. That parent yeah. like you know, parent knows yes. your kid. Yeah. Um, so, so a police officer meets Don at Keith and Elaine's home around 6.30 p.m. on November 18th. So this was the day after his overnight shift was scheduled. They knocked on the front door and they got no answer. So they went around to the back door and the police officer knocked. 
And then he used his flashlight. I think there was like a window on the door. So he used his flashlight to look into the trailer. Mm -hmm. He said that he saw people or bodies laying under blankets, but when he knocked, they didn't move. He turned the doorknob and the back door was unlocked. But before I tell you what they found, we're going to take a cheese break. What? We're going to get real deep when we come back. So let's, let's all take some, take a deep breath, take a few sips of wine and take it away, Kelly. All right, all right, all right. So we are in the land of Lincoln. This crime is hot. I don't know, like, I, like jumping in mystery, mystery murders and, uh, you know, mystery wellness checks. Like, I don't, uh, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would react or how I would, you know, want to want to pursue like a wellness check if I would come prepared, call the cops, you know, like that's, that's, uh, that's heavy. That's heavy. Some stuff. So today we have a walking around with a beating stick. Yeah. Beating stick. Yeah. I have a baton. Actually, I have a collapsible baton in my car when I, uh, I don't know. I have it. I used to have a taser, but then I gave it to a friend and I haven't gotten that back. And that's okay. She needs to give it back. Give it back. Whoever you are, you know who you (laughs) are. We don't even need to name you. Give it back. Yeah. Thank you. It collapses and makes me feel safe. I don't know. I don't carry it, but you know, I have it. So it it's a thing. At least and you can say you have it. So. I have one. I have one. Yeah. Uh, so any hoozle. So we're talking about heavy things, heavy mysteries. Uh, today we do have a heavy cheese and mystery cheese. Well, Ooh. mystery to me because uh, we had a little bit of a scheduling blip and I forgot or and or misread that we were uh, covering Illinois. So you know what? Super cool. That's I love it. But but we this do is have... better than anything we could have done. It's okay. Exactly. I can't. Yeah, we can adapt. We can adapt. Smells really good. Yeah. So today we have a kind of more like a festive cheese. A festive cheese here. Very fall. Very mm-hmm. fall. It is October. Halloween's just around the corner. Literally. Literally. And um, um, we are going to dive in to a pumpkin spice. Cheddar cheese. Ooh. Boom. Ooh. Ball roasted. has been dropped. Boom roasted. Boom <laughs> roasted pumpkin spice. Boom roasted cheddar pumpkin's cheese. pumpkin's been dropped. I don't mm. know. Take any of those. They sound really cool to me. And so uh, for this pumpkin spice cheddar cheese that we have, again, it, the wrapper literally says, it tastes of autumn. A taste of fall. It, uh, the recipe ideas or things that it could pair well with are sweet potatoes, Pancakes. I love that. I love how Ooh. I said like you can put like I want to now like have like a like make a, like almost like a breakfast pancake mm. sandwich. Ding, 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 ding. And like maybe do like make a pancake. Yeah, like a pancake. <laughs> do the cheese. Maybe a little cheesy sausage eggs. or bacon. Yeah, sausage egg. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, All right. that sounds delicious. We don't have any of that right now, but we're just like you know. I'm gonna take some home with me. Listeners, listeners, listen at yes. Uh, it all it also pairs well, I guess, with gin, ginger snaps, which. Ooh. And uh, pecans. I mean, ginger snaps are really dry, I think. So maybe the cheddar cheese will give it some moisture. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, so, yeah, so we have this. We have this cheddar. Um, Just smelling it. Thank you. You need to take a slice. Smelling it. Smelling it. So it is a cheddar. It is a firmer cheddar. It's a firm cheddar. It's very firm. She's a thick girl. Yeah, Kelly, play with it. She's a thick girl. Like, there's no wiggle to this slice and i tried to cut it thin yeah you did i saw you yeah, it's I saw so you pretty cut. it's like if there's like marbling in it yeah and so which it's, is the it pumpkin is a yellow spice, of course the classic yellow cheddar but then it's marbled and it's like um as one would marble it uh, almost like it looks like a cheesy granite countertop it really it does like 
Like a yeah. granite countertop that's yellow. Yeah. Like yellow yeah. cheddar cheese. Yeah, yellow granite Especially countertop. these slabs. And I'm assuming this marbleization is the pumpkin spice and almost like a cinnamony smell. Mm. Like I can smell the cheddar. Nutmeg. Yeah, cinnamony, nutmeg, pumpkin spice. Clove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. all the ingredients in pumpkin spice? Yeah, literally all the things. Basic white And um, I think Cute. we should just take a bite. Just take a bite at it as is. Fine. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. What does it taste like? It tastes like... Like it's tastes like cheddar cheese with pumpkin spice in it, which doesn't sound very appealing, but it actually is really good. Yeah, it goes well. I really it's, didn't get a whole lot of the pumpkin spice. Like I was expecting it to be really pumpkin forward, like very strong. Yeah, this no, is it's not. It's like a hint, hint of a, a sweet. It, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like oh, any old midwesterns uh, ever put like cheese on like an apple pie? Like yes. shredded cheese on apple. like that. It, it's that kind of combo. Obviously, we're Oh, we have apple slices. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. Apple slices right here. Oh. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Pink lady apple slice and the pumpkin pie. Oh, we're cheersing. Sorry. And the <laughs> pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, cheddar cheese. Really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Literally. Literally good. Mm. Yeah. Grammy mm. even thinks so. Yes. And, um... This is good. This is good. I like it. Like I said, it, who, how could you go wrong with a cheddar? Never been better cheddar. Everything's better with cheddar. Everything is better with cheddar. And seems that like it's pumpkin spice. I did, I did want to like, you know, kind of tie it in with a little bit of Illinois. So, you know, I, I, I Googled, do pumpkins grow in Illinois? Which, I mean, I know they do. I've seen the, the flipping pumpkin patches driving, driving around as one does in the fall. And leading pumpkin acreage harvested and yield. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> Illinois produced over 652 million pounds Dang. in oh, no. 2021. Oh, no. so wow. More than the other five most productive states combined, which is, I guess, Indiana, California, Michigan, Texas, and Virginia. So those are the top pumpkin states, I guess. Wow. Mm. Okay. And uh, we just like- We are there. So we are not, we are not known for corn. No, no. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Illinois, pumpkin. There you go. Hey, now, pumpkin. Hey, pumpkin. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So this is a little, little twist at you. And um, I'm just going to keep, keep diving into this again. This is so good. This is good. I really like this. Try it out, kids. Try it out. Find it in your stores near you. I mean, it's, it's fall. We got our lovely it was pumpkin also, spice it was, cheddar sorry, at Hy-Vee. Yeah. Our local... It was, only, it was only six seventy five. Six seventy six. I'm sorry. For that block. For the block. Yeah. For the block. Yeah. I mean, she thick though. This would be the the she a good a good charcuterie a good snacking mm-hmm. um, cheese for your holiday mm-hmm. get together. Absolutely. Your little whether it be Halloween, your fall festivities, your Thanksgiving, your friendsgiving. Hell, even kind of merge that into like you know that Christmas season. You know. Oh okay. man! Or you know, not Christmas season, end of year season, as if you don't, you know, celebrate the Christmas. Do you know what this would be good on? What? A s'more. Oh my God! It would be good. That on would a s'more. be actually delicious on a s'more. I don't know why that was a secret, but yeah, like our s'mores. Yes, yes. All right. Well, this is one hundred percent delicious, and I'm glad that we have it. And uh, <laughs> now I'm ready. I'm ready to dive more into this Illinois land of Lincoln mystery non pumpkin oh, yeah. case. Are you really? Okay. 
Now that we're back from that delicious cheese break. Yeah. We left off with Don Dardine and a police officer doing a welfare check, and they discovered that the back door is open. So I'm going to give huge trigger warnings. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. If you don't want to, like, I don't know how long this is going to take for me to talk about it, but, like, don't listen for a minute, I guess. Okay, okay. So tucked under the covers were the lifeless bodies of Elaine, Peter, and a small infant. Oh. Elaine had been bound with duct tape and gagged, as well as three-year-old Peter. All three had been severely beaten with a baseball bat that Keith recently bought for Peter's birthday. Elaine and Peter were bludgeoned in the face and head, and their skulls were fractured. Elaine was in her third trimester, and she had gone into spontaneous labor Uh, because of the beating. So she gave birth to a baby girl, and the killer used the baseball bat to beat the newborn baby, (gasps) um, who they were going to name Casey. All three, their cause of death were blunt force trauma. And when the killer was finished, he or she tucked all three of them neatly into the family's shared bed, which, in my opinion, is very personal. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. There were no signs of forced entry, no <clears throat> signs of sexual assault. Uh, the killer did attempt uh, to clean up the scene. I mean, they were, they had all the time in the world. Essentially, right. like, it, it didn't look like they were in a rush, essentially. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing was stolen, and there were several things that could have been stolen. They had electronics, like these, the HSs. Mm-hmm. VCRs, yeah. VCRs. Like, Sorry. Oh. Sorry, I had a brain fart. I was VHSs? Like, yes. HSs? Those things. They had those, and I mean, it's late 80s, so there was money laying out, jewelry, nothing was taken. Yeah. So where's Keith? I didn't mention yeah. Keith. Oh, oh, oh. The family oh. car, a red Plymouth, was gone, but Keith's work truck was still parked in the driveway. He becomes suspect number one immediately. Naturally. Obviously. Right. Obviously. <laughs> Police put up roadblocks, okay. and they police are they're Holy. desperately searching for this red Plymouth. I don't know if you've seen a red Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, Plymouth. really nice car. You're seeing, but it's red. You know what I mean? You're seeing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like candy red. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna hide like that, that car. Not no. a maroon, no. and it's like okay. yeah. red cars in general are very hard to hide. I mean, but that a lot of car. people have red cars. It's a very yeah. popular car color. Yeah, yeah. It's, my car. Yeah. <laughs> a yellow car. Cheese <laughs> it. So the next day, November nineteenth, ni- November nineteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, the family's car, the Red Plymouth, was found. It was parked outside of a bank and a police station, um, about ten miles from the family home in Benton, Illinois. Okay. The interior of the car was covered in blood. Oh, of course. Several hours later, like I don't know how long, but like longer than I guess several, like. <laughs> Like okay. half a day, maybe. I don't know. It was a long time. It was maybe six hours. Time. It could have been like six hours. What's it even longer than several hours? Longer than several hours. It was a long time. Shorter than a fortnight. <laughs> Somewhere in between. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So a group of hunters passing through a field that was less than a mile from the family's home, they made a gruesome discovery. They came across the corpse of Keith Dardine. Oh no. It was pretty gnarly. Oh, no. uh, he had been shot three times in the front of the skull, the right side of his face, and then through his left cheek. Ooh. The killer also castrated him. Oh, no. That's personal. Castrated, yes. Um, that's personal. And there's a rumor that his, my wife. his penis was put into his mouth. <gasps> there's a rumor. It's not confirmed, but it's a very strong rumor. Oh, we'll say. Um, a couple things that I noted. This is it's a different method of murder from the rest of the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's very, very personal. Very uh, personal. Yeah. Like I would think, like if you 
we're going to kill a man and then do that. Do all of that. That is that's great. That You're doing that for Ooh. a reason. Okay, so actually, Ooh. actually, was that it's first? unknown. It's personal. unknown <laughs> if Keith was killed first or last, but it's likely that the killer tied up Elaine and Peter, took Keith, murdered him, murdered. dumped him, came back to the home, finished mm-hmm. off Elaine oh, and Peter and no. Casey. Um, okay. I mean, either way, it's calculated. It's methodical. This yeah, is planned out. Like there, some sort of yeah, like yep. to separate them. To separate you were them. like. Yeah, you know, you know what you're doing. Like you didn't come in here like on a whim. Yeah. They died within an hour each of each other. So Elaine, Peter, and Casey had been dead for 12 hours when the bodies were were discovered. Keith, who was found 12 hours after his family, he had been dead for 24 hours upon discovering the bodies. So since the, he was found later, that's why he had been dead for for longer because they found those two first. But they died within an hour of each other. Okay, okay. So what was the reason? Yeah, yeah. What the deal? What was the reason? reason? What's the deal? (laughs) This is a good, respectable family. They don't have any known enemies. They're active in their church. There's nothing stolen. So the police and the Bedardian family are like, what what the heck? Like they're completely shocked and confused. So with as as with many of the cases that we've covered, the community is on edge. Mm-hmm. There's a huge spike in gun sales and home security. Kids weren't allowed to be outside alone. The list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Okay, everybody's like, who did it? Is it you? Is it you? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Um, altogether, there was a $30,000 $30, reward for any information leading to the identity of whoever did this. In today's world, that's equivalent to $70,000. So pretty big pretty big reward yeah, was issued for any chunk, information. Chunk of change. But there were there really weren't any leads like and any leads that they had police investigated. Like yeah, yeah, for something that brutal and, 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 no and again, it, it seems so very personal. Yeah. How could there not have been? And, oh yeah, Jim over yeah. there. Like, there's no known enemies. So, like, no then enemies. you question people. There's nobody has an issue with them. So, you're like, who the heck would do something like this? Especially to, I mean, it's one thing to do that to adults, but to do it to a child. children. Yes. Two children. And, and a newborn. Yeah. Like, for, I mean, I, I, I know. When I read this, this is, sounds absolutely terrible. I'm going to say it anyway. But, okay. like, as a murderer, putting myself mm-hmm. in the mind of a murderer, it's right. one thing. I'm trying. It's <laughs> one thing to, like, so this pregnant woman, obviously going through this trauma, is immediately going into labor mm-hmm. and she has the baby. Okay, mm-hmm. you could have right. just left the baby. It would have right. literally right. died on its own. I mean, and that's and that sounds very morbid Correct. to say, but yes, you could why have did left you have the baby there and like yes. smash it together. Like, why, yeah. why, why? Why yeah. did you just whisper that? Because, because it's brutal. It's terrible. <laughs> I almost didn't cover this case because even for me, I was like, this is pretty, pretty gnarly. But again, yeah. it's unsolved. Mm-hmm. And I, they, I feel like you, yeah. we have to talk about it. Because like, you can, t- I can talk about a serial killer. I can talk about, you know, a really well-known case, but it's these ones that nobody knows about that are this brutal. And you're like, how the heck can nobody have been charged in this yet? Yep. Yeah. How could there not have been? How can leads? nobody be linked to this? How, how, how is that possible? I mean, it's like 2022. Idea. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. So sorry that this is so brutal. So like I said, there's no leads. Mm. They exhaust all the leads. 
neighbors did say that they would see suspicious people coming here and there. Maybe it was the same person, but you know, the mm. family was selling Labrador retrievers when they were selling their, they had a for sale sign by the trailer, mm. you know, and I mean, the, but nothing, there was nothing panned out. So they did have two potential suspects that they looked at. The first one is Angel Resendez. He was also known as Rafael Resendez Ramirez. Not, not an angel. Not Richard Ramirez. Not that. He okay, is suspected okay. of killing 23 people. He what? was known as the railroad ki- killer. Mm. He traveled on freight trains. Again, railroads don't live by them. They're yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. His crimes, were, his, his crimes were very <clears throat> random and spread out because he jumped off the train. And so it was impossible for them to track. Mm-hmm. His method of killing was beating people to death. So he was a very personal, probable suspect. But there was nothing that they could link him to. Number two, this person is still listed as the prime suspect of this case. And we're going to talk about Tommy Lynn Sells. He is a serial killer, so mm-hmm. you've probably heard of him. He's linked to 22 murders, but he's confessed to upwards of 70. Wow. He endured con- like consistent physical and sexual abuse as a child, which mm-hmm. led to him leaving home when he was, I think, like 13. That makes sense. Yes, I would as well, but you mm-hmm. know. Um, by 14, he was addicted to dope and eventually to killing. He, he compared the high that he got from doing dope to the high he got from killing and that he just mm-hmm. craved it. Like, he became addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't, you can't top it. Like, Correct. Like, it's, it's yes. you know, I don't know. Got an itch for all, it. All the, all the <laughs> itch for it. As I'm itching As my Kelly arm. Kelly starts itching her arm. Yeah, but, uh, like, uh, you know, all the TV shows, you know, and, and like, you know, real, real life docuseries interviews with the killer versus like all the tv shows like, you know they always say the same thing it's like oh yeah once i killed it's like a high. it was like the it. immediate the biggest high and i just kept mm-hmm. trying to replicate that first high and i could never do it mm-hmm. 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 I, okay sorry you just i we're scratching it now i like have a total brain fart oh, now, no, now that we went off on that like now and i, now I was like oh sh- where was i where were you okay 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 so yeah he was addicted craved it got it, got it. his job was a traveling carny oh yeah, so he uh, would murder people randomly on the road. Oh, and that's goodness. how he. Kind of yeah, did. yeah, because like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm leaving yeah. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Let's just fucking. And it's the eighties. Yeah, the eighties. Or even yeah. I don't know how long he's been a traveling car. So even before that, he confessed to seventy and was linked to twenty two. So he's probably been doing it for a long time. Dang. I don't know. And I mean, never got. I mean, he did get caught, but like. Yes. So the downfall of Tommy Lenzels came on New Year's Eve, 1999 in Del Rio, Texas. This is not a Texas case, but we're going to talk about why Tommy got arrested. So 10-year-old Crystal, she had spent the night with 13-year-old Kayleen Harris, presumably after they went to this carnival. I mean, essentially. Crystal slept on the bottom bunk and Kayleen was on the top. Tommy ended up climbing through the bedroom window and got into the home. So Crystal wakes up and oh she sees God. this dark figure. And so she watches as he walks up to the bed. And trigger warning. This is my a trigger warning. No, it's Tommy Lynn Sells. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. So <laughs> she wakes up, sees this dark figure. And she watches as it walks up to the bed. Ugh. And he slits Kayleen's throat. Who's oh sleeping on the Lord. top bunk. She falls to the floor. <gasps> and so Tommy turns to leave. And then he spots Crystal on the bottom bunk. Oh, no. He calmly walks over to her and says, move your hands. And he slit her throat. <sighs> but Crystal miraculously survived. Oh, Kayleen, oh my gosh. Kayleen did, did die, but Crystal survived. And she was he able to survive. give a description. And they oh, came up with a composite sketch. And Tommy Lynn was identified and arrested. Mm. 
They well, should te- oh, sorry. No, you're okay. Go ahead. I was Go like, ahead. they should teach, like, right on how they teach, like, self-defense classes. They should teach. How to play dead. Is that what you're well, saying? Well, no, no, I was about to <laughs> how to play dead. I know. I was <laughs> like, no, 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 but, like, emergency. Like, okay, what do you do when you get stabbed? What if somebody slits your throat? Like, what do you do to prevent yourself from bleeding out? Like, compression. Com- like, uh, yeah. most, most of it's, like, compression. Yeah. Keep it compressed. Keep the blood in. But, like, I mean not many people do like you mm-hmm. know your instinct would to be like almost like to sit up or like do something move around when you like you know you should like Space grab your pillow yeah. or something yeah, and yeah like, like even or like with anything like you're choking ourselves yeah, out right now you just, you just do it yeah he was just watching it you know the first time we're all back together they just pull themselves off during an episode we have to laugh because this case is so deep we have to and like this you know did you hear that listeners stop it Quit. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh-uh. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. My ankles itchy, but any goozles. But okay. You know what I mean? Like they should, they should they teach should. that more. They should. Like I don't know, like a health class. Not necessarily. Oh my god, if somebody stabs you, this is what you do. But like just general emergency. I'll teach you how to play dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody ever tries to attack me, I'm I'm dropping onto the ground. You are not moving my dead weight body. You are not. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll piss and shit myself too. Yeah. <laughs> you play dead. You know what I mean? That's my strategy. Isn't if I can't that, that, fight what, you you're off, do when a bear comes into your camp. I'm like, playing you know, play dead. You like you don't you don't run. Hmm? You like yell at them back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like stand your ground. No, I'm I'm but going to the ground. I don't know if you can do that with a murderer. Slowly walk away. Like, ah, I see you. I see the knife you have in your hand. Like maybe that's spook I bet you guys can see. Oh, oh God! She's throwing her hands around wildly. <laughs> Like, I don't know, I'm just, I just think that, you know, it's an important, important thing. Yes. Like, a lot of people don't have that knowledge. Should be in, should be It in, should, like, trauma care. Not necessarily, like, extent, but I mean, I don't know, I don't know, like. Basic know first how aid to, isn't enough. Know how, like, even ac- accidents happen, kids, and, like, whether you are at work, or you're in a car accident, or you see somebody get into an accident, whether, whatever what that do? is. Yeah. What do you do? How do you prevent this, like, you know, how, how many people would think of taking off their belt to make a tourniquet for somebody else. Like, do you know, know what you have to I mean? do now? Because I don't think this is an option to little kids. I think you should do this. Yeah. You should start yeah. this program. Yeah. This Ooh. is what you do. This is what you do in an emergency. Basic survival skills in situations of an emergency. Yeah. Not emergency, just basic sur- like, what like first aid. Call it Kelly Kill Proof. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Kelly Kelly. Yeah, no. No. I don't know. I um, don't know. We might need to work on the name. But I but... think it's important. Parents, teachers, guardians, friends tim yeah tim <laughs> um just okay, kind of like nice. learn like you mean teach your kids teach your kids teach your people mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. don't know i think it's really important i mean i don't have that much i don't have training but obviously i know i've heard enough stories from friends like oh yeah i was working in a factory and this guy got like yeah this, like something flew off of his machine Real life and cut this guy in the leg and he started bleeding intensely and it was like near the not the femoral artery but like close to it to where like this uh, guy I was dating, he, he was telling me about this, where he was working in a shop, something flew off of some sort of machine, nicked a guy's leg mm-hmm. hard enough where he started bleeding, like hard bleeding. Oh, I don't and like that. this the boyfriend at the time threw took off his belt, wrapped it around the guy's leg, and had to save his life. Yeah. And it was as he was walking, like shoulder and shoulder, like helping this guy walk out of this place, like mm-hmm. which I probably they shouldn't probably have been walking, but like you know, right? Whatever. He was trying helping him walk out. The guy's blood was ble- like still bleeding so much it was like filling 
his shoes. Like it was getting oh my his God. leg. He hit the RV, running down the other dude's leg, and he was like, "Yeah, when finally the ambulance showed up, blah blah blah." Like I had his blood in my shoes. It was like that much blood. Oh, that had to have hit an RV. I'm like, oh my god! Like I wouldn't be able to. Like, like oh god! Like you know, like fucking. Like, <laughs> no, no, we're both on the ground, and like yeah. you know, I would have been useless. I don't like the smell of blood. It's gross. I can't. <sighs> insane. It's insane. Anyway, anything in the membrane. It's important to know what to do in emergency situations, and that's all I have to say about Mm -hmm. that. Well, Crystal must have known what to do, or maybe it just wasn't, I don't know what happened, but like I said, he was arrested, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and while he was in custody, he did confess to the Dardeen murders in 2000. So let's talk about his confession. Okay. It did change several times, but I, like, after looking over it, like, several sources and stuff, most of the details, like, later proved to be pretty like i think that he could be the person that did this okay so like i said he is still listed to this day as the prime suspect in this case so his story is he says that he meets keith at a truck stop no wait he changes it to a pool hall okay okay either way they meet they hit it off he says keith invites them back invites him back to their home for dinner uh keith wouldn't do that correct okay Mm -hmm. remember yep weird strange danger you know like this so keith and elaine uh tommy says allegedly they proposition tommy with a threesome got it oh yeah elaine is seven and a half months pregnant Uh, they're very religious they share a bed with their three-year-old and it's un- it's very unlikely, but unlikely, I guess it could be possible. possible. Don't kink shame. Yeah, it no, could no, be no. very well possible. Even <laughs> even then, I mean, family are like, oh, absolutely not. But I mean, you won't tell your family that you're swinging or whatever. You know, some people you. keep that. Some people keep that locked down. Other people don't. You never know. Yeah, Everybody's never know. different. Well, I guess I'm not kink shame. So they proposition Tommy with a threesome, which triggers Tommy's childhood PTSD oh, that no. he has Ooh. because they share a bed with their kid. So it triggers his PTSD from when he was, um, you know, abused as a kid, mm. and he blacks out. He says he blacks out. He claims that he blacks out in a lot of his murders, and that he'll wake up in random places, covered in blood, and then, you know, sporadically over the next couple <laughs> of days, weeks, again. right? <laughs> he angry. will. Oh, he'll he'll eventually. <laughs> <laughs> he'll eventually remember details of the crime over time. Like flashbacks. Yes. Like, like it'll come back to him. Yeah, it'll sporadically and randomly come back to you. I wouldn't know that. So the uh, trigger warning. We'll talk about the details of the murders that he gives. So trigger warning. Trigger warning. Tommy says that he forced Keith into the family's Red Plymouth. Presumably, they drive out to the field. He shoots him, castrates him, and dumps his body. Says he drives back to the Dardine residence where he, you know, had left Elaine and Peter bound and gagged there was evidence that they had been bound and gagged okay, okay. um and then he killed them and then his story changes again he says that he had hopped off the train and he saw the for sale sign by the trailer okay he got drunk he knocked on the door and he pretended to be a potential buyer hey i'm gonna buy your trailer i'm super interested in it and yeah. he says that keith lets him in got it. okay thank you mm-hmm. he says tommy ends up overpowering him and he forced keith to tie up elaine and peter and then he leaves with Keith, kills him, dumps his body, uh, goes back to the home. He says that he rapes and murder Elaine, murders Elaine, and then the kids. Now there was no signs of sexual assault, but I have had three. I have had three children, naturally, and that mm-hmm. I I don't know how you can differentiate 
sexual so assault trauma, trauma that, from vaginal birth, especially if it was a sporadic vaginal birth. And right. especially if it was, like, within the same yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. You have hours. no, I mean, and it was the 80s. Right, exactly. So, exactly. and I'm not I'm not saying anything, but. So, um, he, then he drove the car to Ben and he, and he dumped it. Like I said, he knows a lot of details if he is somebody that's giving a false confession. If he didn't do it, he's giving a lot of details about the crime. Right. He was diagnosed while he was in prison with bipolar disorder, major depressive disorder, and psychosis. Mm. Police have found no physical evidence leaking Tommy uh, to the crime, but they actually have yet to test any DNA from the crime scene. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. yeah, that I, makes sense. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's your. It's the guy, but I don't really know. I don't know yeah. if it's because like it, it was. Be. I don't, know. I don't really I'm care. trusting my gut. Remember, <laughs> I don't think he the did. crime scene was a little bit cleaned up. So I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because the blood is contaminated. I don't. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. True. Um, so the blood could be everywhere. It, correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mixing their juices. Correct. So there's not enough evidence to charge him or link him to the crime other than his confession. Okay. So he was actually put to death in 2014 for his other crimes. Um, and I have said many times he's still listed as the only suspect in this case, the prime suspect. Mm-hmm. But because maybe he was on drugs and his mental disorders and he claims to have blacked out, maybe that's why there's not enough evidence to charge him. Maybe that's why they haven't tested the DNA. I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. There were a couple other possible theories really quickly. Um, it was the height of the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this in the height of the satanic panic. <laughs> satanic? Satanic panic. panic. So, I mean, this involved death of children, castration, but eventually it was ruled out by an expert of cults. He was like, yeah, no, this is not. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this was not that. Um, some people said that it could have been a possible mafia or mob hit. You know, mm-hmm. Keith was struggling with money, but I mean, all of that extra money from selling his soda went into his son's um, college fund. So I don't think that they were struggling like that. Okay. Who knows? Right. Or maybe somebody was having a possible affair Ooh. because of the genital mutilation, because of, I mean, it was very mm-hmm. personal. Everything that happened was very, very personal. It was very personal. But uh, yeah, the case does remain unsolved. Like I said, they do believe that. Uh, Tommy Lincells is the murderer, but have yet to do the DNA. But so if you have any information, I mean, just send it in. That's that's what I got for you on that. I'm so sorry that it was so deep, but that was that was heavy. That was crazy. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good night. Good night. All right. Well, thanks for listening and stay fresh. Cheese Cheese bags. bags.